or you can slow down and walk faster. But I think the goal is just to face it and say like, look, this is my junk. This is what I'm dealing with. Me hiding from it doesn't fix anything. Right. And honestly, me talking about it with the people I love benefits me. If you are working really, really hard to, to paint a picture of a magnificent life to other people, you might want to look at like, is my real life actually as good as what I'm showcasing? And if not, that's okay. But but let's figure out if, if I am deeply insecure. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up in your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. No matter where you are now or where you've been, there is a next level. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself and one world-class guest to help you get there. This podcast is proudly sponsored by our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of The Playbook Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of Next Level University, where we teach you how to level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode. It was last week's live podcast, number 736. Stop playing the comparison game. Today is actually going to be a little bit connected to that episode. For 737, we are talking about overcoming your insecurities. So Alan and I were talking... In our preamble, as we do on Marathon Monday, we kind of talk about our weekends and we just reconnect and talk about the lessons we've learned and tell each other some stories about what we learned. And we were talking about insecurities and you were talking about how you think more people are insecure than they actually let on. For and sure. We'll, we'll dive into that. And I said, well, honestly, man, I... I still get insecure when you get certain opportunities that I might not get or when I see you doing something that I think might drive us apart. And I said, what I said to Alan was, sometimes I think your level of security and who you are as a human triggers insecurities in me. And I, I just think one of the things is overcoming them is telling them no. A lot of the times it's like, um, we have a LinkedIn Live with Dave on Thursday, I think, this week our mentor, David Meltzer, those for me are always like kind of an insecure place because I know you and Dave know each other in terms of what you know mentally, right? Like you guys are on the same wavelength. You're both very, very future focused. You're both very, very math brained. I get very insecure if I don't feel like I can keep up in the conversation. I think the first step is admitting it. And then the second step is just trying to push it away. And it's saying like, yeah, I, I do feel insecure in this moment, but what does that actually mean? And is it right that I'm insecure? Like, do I actually have a reason to be insecure? <clears throat> There's a lot of ways we can go with this. And uh, I appreciate that, like, opening oh, of course. with that. Of course. And uh, also, I think we should probably stop the fan. We got a fan that's, like, blowing, you, blowing Is it the making mic. your eye dry? A little bit, yeah. Is it making your eyes dry? Yeah, Sometimes Alan's contacts fall out of his head. Literally. Also, for the YouTube... I got engaged this, uh, and for the iTunes, I got engaged this uh, last week. Congratulations, brother. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hell yeah. It's huge. Huge W. A lot of those happening lately, so very, very blessed. Regarding insecurities, <clears throat> what what Kevin and I wanted to bring to the table here is identify, rectify. That's what we do with a lot of things. It's like identify what it is you are insecure about and then try to work on that. Um, because you can tell yourself a story that you're not insecure, but that's also going to mask the very problem that you want to solve. <clears throat> and one of the things that I wanted to bring up as well to preframe this conversation is that I actually think that most people are far more insecure than they let on. 
and Kevin mentioned that, but it goes very, very deep. So, um, on social media, for example, there's a lot of people that we talk often, often about the highlight reel. If you're truly fulfilled and truly happy and truly healthy, wealthy, and in love in your real life, there's a lot less incentive to like be on social media. It just makes sense. There's a lot less incentive to like try to make sure every picture is perfect or every video is perfect or every caption is perfect. And so from a marketing perspective of branding yourself and marketing yourself, that's a different story. But if you are kind of trying to portray a perfect life, maybe it's important to to reflect on that and go, am I actually living my own perfect life? Have I actually designed a life that I love? And that? And this is what I would say. Kevin and I coach people all over the world and it's unbelievable. And between the two of us, we have 35 plus clients. We actually just got several more, which is awesome. But what we've found coaching for so long, right now I think we're three years into our coaching journeys and that's a lot of calls. I know I just surpassed 850 recently. And you just see patterns. Some of the most deeply insecure people, nothing against them. I've been there too. Kevin's been there at times. I was deeply insecure about my alcohol problem, for sure, and I didn't want anyone to know. Um, Kevin's been deeply insecure about how he lacked confidence. So everyone's got insecurities. That's a fact. That's number one. Number two, some of the most deeply insecure people are actually the ones that showcase confidence the most. And some of the people that are truly secure... I have one client in particular who's tremendously secure. She's so secure in her abilities. She believes in herself so much, so much. But yet, because of that, she doesn't have this need to showcase a perfect life. And so what she actually does is is sort of, um, she's so secure that she's okay being seen as insecure. And this is a couple layers deep here, but like what I mean by that is she doesn't mind being imperfect. We did an episode last week on playing to win versus playing not to lose. The people out there that are playing not to lose, playing not to look bad, playing to make sure every picture is perfect and, and every pose and every photo is perfect, those are the people who, who are probably looking for external validation, not making it right or wrong, and they actually probably aren't as happy or fulfilled in their real life. If you are working really, really hard to to paint a picture of a magnificent life to other people, you might want to look at like, is my real life actually as good as what I'm showcasing? And if not, that's okay. But, but let's figure out if, if I am deeply insecure because some of the most secure people I know, they don't care how they look in photos. They don't care how they look in videos. They don't mind if they're dressed perfectly. They just kind of show up and they be themselves and they're happy and fulfilled in their real life. So they don't have to flaunt it. They still market and stuff, but they don't have to flaunt it. Whereas some people that I know that I've coached are, are deeply insecure, but they're portraying an image on social media of so much confidence and so much security and so much fulfillment and happiness. And, and quite frankly, it's not true. And the very last thing I'll say is I remember when I was the least fulfilled in my real life, that's when I was putting on a show in public. Um, and I would actually, I told the story uh, recently about how I took uh, shots of nips in the parking lot prior to going to Jillian's to celebrate one of my ex-girlfriend graduating uh, from college because I just, being sober and putting on that show, I wanted to put on a show of happiness. I didn't want people to know how deeply unfulfilled I was. And now that I'm so fulfilled and so happy in my real life, whether I have challenges or not, I don't really feel the need to like 
showcase that. I just kind of get to be me and it's this beautiful thing. So I think that's what this episode's about is like, let's check in with our insecurity and let's also realize that people are not as secure as you think they are. That's that's the main takeaway for me. And going back to the episode that you just listened to, um, stop playing the comparison game. That's one of the things is like, this is the analogy I used with Alan. You might think I have X amount of dollars because I have a car or I have a certain house or I have a watch or I have tattoos or whatever, whatever it is that the person that you're seeing has. And I think security and insecurities are very much the same. If you see somebody who their entire feed is them in bikinis or them in board shorts with their shirts off or whatever it is, you're not going to assume that person has any insecurities. Particularly if what they're appearing secure about is directly what your insecurity is. So for me, you know, being short, if I was to see somebody, and that's something I've worked a lot on, I still definitely have, you know, flare-ups of that, but seeing somebody at my height who is dating somebody that was a foot taller might not trigger me, but it would be like, interesting, that person must not be insecure at all to be doing that, when they actually might be. Right. They might be just as insecure as I am, they're just in a different... A different time in their life, and, and the tall different... person might be insecure about being tall. Right. Uh, my ex girlfriend was very insecure about how tall she was, yeah. and it was like, but you never she know. Was beautiful, yeah. You, and you never know if you don't have that insecurity, right? Right. So it's like we all have, we all have insecurities in some way, shape, or form. Maybe it's with finances, your body. Think about it: health, wealth, life, or love. Like in your health, maybe you don't like your body. Been there. Right, Alan's been there. We know what that's like. Wealth, I know what it's like to be broke and not be proud of that. Love, I know what it's like not to feel secure with partners I've had in the past or secure in my own ability to love somebody else. But you have to admit it first, like Alan said. I remember we were sitting down with Tori Aletto in New York. We were talking about relationships and I was talking about my my addiction to porn. And I had people who reached out to me. The fact that I was willing to talk about an insecurity that I had actually gave people the security to reach out to talk about their own. Right. And that's just a beautiful thing that none of us are perfect. We're all human beings. We're all afraid of something. If you don't admit what you're afraid of, you're always going to be running from it. Where if you do admit what you're afraid of, at least you know what you're running with. You don't have to run from it anymore. You can run with it or you can slow down and walk faster. But I think the goal is to face it and say like, look, this is my junk. This is what I'm dealing with. Me hiding from it doesn't fix anything. Right. And honestly, me talking about it with the people I love benefits me. For sure. It's just, it's one of those things. I have a zit on my face right now, like right in this moment. And it's like, should that bother me? I don't know. I had a really bad acne in high school. It bothered you in high school? You ever heard of Accutane? Did you ever hear that? I used to, I was on Accutane for a while. That stuff was brutal because I used to have really bad acne. So that's something I was definitely insecure about. But now it's like, yeah, I have a couple of zits on my face. Like, it is what it is. It's not the end of the world. What am I going to do? The things we hide control us because we're hiding. Hi, my name is David London, and I'm the host of the Deskbound Therapy Podcast. I've been working with Alan and Kevin for the last two months with both business coaching and podcast coaching, and I've seen tremendous value and growth, not only in my business, but in my personal life and in my relationships, because their coaching has taught me to focus on so much more than just the business itself. It's really helped me level up, and every time things are going well, they really continually push me to reach the next level, and I definitely recommend working with them. They're such great people to work together. I have both met them personally, you know, in person at a live event, and gotten the opportunity to work with them closely online and communicate with them, and I listen to the podcast every day, so I definitely recommend checking out the podcast 
check out their business coaching if you or their you know even just life coaching if you want to level up your mindset and your game and just be happier and healthier definitely recommend both alan and kevin at next level university and it's interesting i remember um and I've talking, I've, I've talking, I've talked in the past about how I broke my nose playing basketball, and how it was crooked, and how insecure I was about that for a time. I used to actually um, wear hats on purpose because then you couldn't tell because the lighting wouldn't shine on my nose as much. Mm. And and um, there's also a, a client of mine and friend who was in a video recently, a fitness video. This isn't that recent, probably like a year and a half ago. Um, years ago. Yeah, twelve years ago. No, a year and a half ago, and, and she literally said, like, all you can see is my nose. And and I think she looks unbelievable I in never, the video. I never knew you had any issues with your nose. No, no. But before I started talking yeah, about not, it, not yeah, not until you told me. No, exactly. It's and you would never know that. No, you know you because people. Okay, if you're out there right now and you're struggling with money, you don't like tell everybody that you're struggling with money. You kind of hide that. There's a difference between like airing all your dirty laundry out for everyone when you're already in a wounded place and then like pretending you don't have a problem, pretending you're not insecure. I remember Kevin and I, uh, when we first started Hyperconscious Nation, it's now Next Level Nation. Join it, private Facebook group, you know, just saying. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Shameless plug? Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah. Next Level Nation, join it. Link is in the show notes. Best group ever. Of all time. But basically, we had questions for when people entered, and one of them was, how confident are you from zero to 10? And I remember we knew many of these listeners behind the scenes because we were doing listener calls, and we like to get to know our community at a really high level, as you know, uh, deep level, rather. And some people were saying eight that we know are not very confident at all. Other people are saying three, and it's like, honestly, that that person's pretty confident behind the scenes. The one thing I want to make sure, you know, we've got three minutes here. I want, I don't really care that much about what you're portraying or what you, what other people are portraying. All I really care about and all we really care about at Next Level U is like what's real for you. Like if you're a four of confidence, awesome. Own that and then let's figure out how to get to five. If you're a seven of confidence, awesome. Own that. Let's figure out how to get to eight. I don't really, um, think it's imp- I, I don't think it's valuable to focus on like is this person confident really or are they just portraying it or is it, you know am I confident in comparison to other people I think what matters is like your own truth so Kev zero to ten how confident are you really in yourself how secure are you really from zero to ten probably like a eight okay if I had asked you that five years ago oh two too. Okay. See, Kevin just gave the truth. It's not inflated. I don't believe. I think eight sounds about I right. Feel, I and I know like, your real life fairly well. Yeah, I feel like seven and a half, eight. I think it depends on like the scenario, but overall, like my overall is probably an eight. Right. And it's higher than it's ever been. For sure. Right. Yeah. That's what I care about for our listeners is you used to be a two and then you built true security, true confidence, true faith in oneself, belief in yourself over time. I think I just started admitting the stuff that I didn't want to admit. Genuinely, like that was a huge thing for me of, there's only, you ever heard the saying, the elephant in the room? Yeah. There's only usually an elephant in your room. It's usually the only elephant in the room is the one that you can see and nobody else can. It's like, I I, I like to tell this story. When I was 
it was either a fresh, I think I was a freshman in high school. I was in Mr. Smith's English class, yeah. which was, for those of, you know, it was an interesting thing to say. <laughs> but I remember I raised my hand, and I might be sweating right now. I raised my hand, and one of the kids in the class said, oh my God, Kev, you're sweating, like so bad. That was never a thought in my mind before that moment. Yep. Then I literally went out and bought prescription strength deodorant. I made sure not to wear gray shirts. I made sure like not to raise my hands too high. That became an insecurity of mine that I never had before that I had to then uncondition myself of like, look, I'm a human being. I run hot. Sometimes I sweat. It is what it is. Like, yeah, who cares? It's hot in here. The air conditioner is not on. Like I might be sweating right now, but I think a lot of our insecurities are learned and they're attached to some sort of fear of like, Oh my God, what if somebody judges me because I'm sweating at the end of the day, it's a human trait. We all do it. It is what it is. So I think the first step is always getting familiar with what it is, trying to dig down to figure out where it comes from, and then just trying to push it away. Just trying to say, yes, this is real. This is something I see. This is something I feel. I want to make sure that I give myself credit and understanding that this is, in this moment, what I'm feeling, but it doesn't have to be the theme of my day. It doesn't have to be the theme of my life. It's just a feeling. We have a lot of feelings, right? I'm afraid, I'm afraid of flying. I hate flying. The, the feeling I get on a plane is just claustrophobia and anxiety, but that's just a feeling. It's not a real thing. It's a feeling. And I think that's what a lot of our insecurities are. It's a feeling of fear that somebody's going to find you out. And people can't find you out if you just talk about what you're insecure about. And you're going to connect and attract people into your life who are insecure about the same thing. Yeah. So I think it's just important to, to get comfortable with it. That doesn't mean you know go to your nearest roof and scream from the top whatever your insecurity is but whatever believe it or not that might help it might help <laughs> you know you might have people yell at the lender like yeah me too uh whatever it is get get familiar with it because if you're not familiar with it you can't change it uh last thing here so i forget who did this originally was it natalie hodson or Brene brown i forget which they said that the the more vulnerability goes up the lower shame so when vulnerability goes up, shame goes down. Shame is hiding. Shame is insecurity. Shame is what's the skeleton in your closet. Um, whether it's your nose isn't perfect or your body isn't perfect or you're overweight or underweight or too tall or too skinny or too short. It's like it's all so nonsense. All I care about is that you identify what you're insecure about. And I, I told Kev this formula. It's like, identify what you're insecure about, own it, and then work on it proactively because you can run from it for the rest of your life. But when you run from it, it, it doesn't get better. It actually gets worse. Um, and I had one more thing that I wanted to say. I forget what it is. But in high school, I remember I was super insecure about like, uh, I was called the the red-faced social butterfly. I remember in fifth grade, my, my um, teacher she wrote me a letter said you're my red-faced social butterfly because I was super social but I would always get really red mm. especially when I public spoke and I was so insecure freshman year of high school because I would get so red whenever I would get called on in class I just think we develop a lot of insecurities when we're when we're kids um yeah. high school is kind of brutal people make fun of people all the time it's like if you're not if you're not the best at the sport, you know, everyone's afraid of striking out or afraid of looking bad or afraid of judgment. Just understand you're not alone. You're not alone. There's no one out there that I've ever met that doesn't have an insecurity. I know some people that are deeply secure that still have insecurities about money 
or still have insecurities about their body or still have insecurities about their ability to communicate effectively or some people have insecurities about their intelligence. Like I have very little insecurity about my intelligence, but there's other areas where I do have insecurities. I remember how hard it was for me to post that photo of my 21st birthday. Mm. My 21st birthday, uh, for those of you who don't know, I posted a photo. I was kissing a Grey Goose bottle and that was my that was the way I used to be. And I was so scared to post that 10 years later. It still was hard for me. It was uncomfortable for me to post that because I still can't believe that I was that into behavior like that, drinking that much. And so just, but I feel better now that I posted it. I'm not hiding it. I'm not running from it. I'm just, so it's important just, just to identify and rectify. Um, and hopefully this episode will help you do that. I think it's one of those things of, you know, when you first get into a hot tub, it's like really, really hot. But then when you've been in it for like 20 minutes, well, I don't think you're supposed to be in it for that long. So however long you're supposed to be <laughs> when, in it for, when you pass out, <laughs> when you pass out, you, it gets like just a little bit, it's warm. Yeah. I think insecurities like that, like Same. Yeah. I am blessed and you and I have a unique perspective of this and we have a, a unique opportunity because I get to be insecure often, whether it's you and I doing group coaching, I get insecure about that sometimes. Like you're a, you're a different coach than I am, right? So I have some insecurities around that. When you and I are talking numbers, like you're just more versed when it comes to numbers. So I can get insecure about that. I don't think it's bad to be insecure. I think it's what you do with it. For I've sure. been so insecure so many times along this journey, but just keep showing up and understand that you can get better with time. And if the people around you know that you're insecure about something, they'll help you. Yeah, that's that's been instrumental for me is just admitting it. So you can't change it if you don't admit it first. Easier said than done. Yes. But again, anytime we say anything that moves you or you need support with, please DM myself or Alan. We respond to everybody. Email us, whatever. Send us a a pigeon, whatever you want to do. Owl. An owl. Um, but we want to connect with you guys and we want to be here for you when you need some support. So we are here. And then also, if you are looking to start your podcast and you have no idea how, reach out to me. Or if you have a show that you want to grow, scale, and or monetize, I can help you with that as well. We have Next Level Podcast Solutions. At this point, we have saved our clients thousands of hours between audio editing, video editing, and we've also helped them make money as well. So if you're looking for that, please reach out. We also have Next Level Business Solutions. If you're starting a business, we also have Next Level Web Solutions as well. Alessandro, shout out. He runs that department of NLU. So whether it's business or website or podcasting, we have a one-stop shop that will help you grow, scale, and monetize faster. We're going to accelerate your growth. Um, I wish that we had us when we started. We would be much farther along. That's just the truth. And um, I often say this jokingly, but we would have kicked our own ass. Kicking my own ass. <laughs> yeah, if we, uh, if we coached us back then. But seriously, if you're early in the journey, you're just early. Just reach out. We're, we're here to help. Ladies and gentlemen, tomorrow for episode number 738, it is last week's live Q&A. How do you use comparison in a healthy way? So that actually ties into what we talked about today. As always, we love you. We appreciate you. And we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Talk to you soon. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you as always for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. One podcast episode can change your life forever. If you got value from this episode, please share it with someone you care about deeply. And we will talk to you on the next one.